Is the U.S. headed for a recession? How long will the markets be down? These are just some of the concerns for investors in 2022. But as we near the celebration of our independence, we're looking at the positives. Today on the Mach 1 Market Moment, we'll explain why we believe in the U.S. economy. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. We usually end with a thought of the day. We want to start with the thought of the day today. And this is from Warren Buffett, the oracle from Omaha. It says, never bet against America. Well, welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. This is episode 108. With July the 4th on the horizon, we decided it'd be a great time to talk about why the American economy is great, strong, and all the advantages we have as a free country. For many, it feels like we're going through a rough patch right now. Listen to this recent report from Yahoo Finance. Okay, a jarring new poll from the Wall Street Journal suggests U.S. consumers are feeling the damaging effects of red-hot inflation. Some 83% of respondents in the poll describe the state of the economy as poor or not so good. More than 35% said they aren't satisfied at all with their financial situation. Okay, so this is kind of the news you hear when you watch TV or look at things like this online. Everybody's got gloom and doom, but we're here to kind of share a different take on that, a flip side of that coin. So... Who is the world's largest economy, Eli? (laughs) Well, America is, Mike. America, that's right, America. (laughs) So a lot of investors out there are concerned about where things are heading. And a recession is certainly a possibility in the short term. But yet, we sitting at this table are optimistic. I, for one, absolutely are, and I know the rest of the guys are too. And today we wanted to list just a few of the reasons to believe in the U.S. economy. David, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 4th of July holiday coming up. I know lots of our clients and people listening are going to be out shooting fireworks and grilling burgers and whatever it is you do on the 4th of July. And, you know, it's a good it's a good time, I think, given that the 4th is approaching our celebration of independence to just kind of pause we've talked a lot about bad news in the last several weeks on this podcast there's a lot of bad news that's out there when it comes to the economy inflation and so forth but it's just like anything else in life you tend to get more of what you focus on so today i i want us to focus on you know what are the positives what what does america still have going for her and why should we be positive and optimistic as we look to the future especially in light of the 4th of July holiday. So I hope all of you out there listening, uh, you're going to enjoy getting together with family and friends to celebrate our freedoms and to celebrate our independence. And um, so the reason why I'm 
optimistic. Well, David, on, let me jump in there for a second because yeah. July 4th is coming up. It's Independence Day, and we owe that to all of our men and women in uniform that have served or are serving. And thanks to you as a former uh, F-16 fighter pilot for your service. So thank you for that yeah. reminder. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Uh, it was my pleasure to serve and, and the greatest honor of my life. But, uh, but yeah, as, as you're out there, you know, getting ready to celebrate, um, I do want you to think about the positives and the, the, um, the bright future that I still believe America has. And the reason why I think we can ha be confident and optimistic in the future of America is because of that, that opening uh, thought of the day that you had from Warren Buffett about never bet against America. The reason he says that is because America has a system of laws, a regular system of elections, set of accounting laws and securities laws, a capitalistic form of uh, economical form of government, if you will. All of those things, right, Eli, are the reasons why we can have confidence or at least a hope in a better future in America. Mm -hmm. And and you listed off quite a few things there, and, yes. and some of those are tangible and some of them are intangibles. And so today we're going to focus a lot on the tangible parts of the economy and the, the laws that we have here in America that govern what we can do. But I always like people to focus as well on the intangibles, things like having freedom of worship, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. All of the freedoms that we share here in America are just one of the many reasons why we shouldn't always bet on America. Well, you know, Eli, I just I do a, a thought of the day for my family on a family text. And today was, you know, you need to be thankful for the stuff that you have today. And I listed off several things because when you lose one of those, man, that's the thing you want the most, like your health. I mean, if you're in good health, you kind of take that for granted until there's a problem. And it's like, man, I wish I had my health back. Or you can talk about finances, or you just keep going. So we are. We don't have to look very far, South, North Korea, like for places you don't want to live, right? And so we do have a lot of freedoms we kind of take for granted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so moving towards some of the tangible, some of the reasons that we are as a firm and, and in our belief system betting on America is one of the things is we're just one of the largest trading nations in the world. We have, we're one of the largest exporters as well as one of the largest importers, meaning that we, we control a good portion of the global, meaning the, the entire world's economy. That's right. Uh, according to the data we have here, uh, this is as of 2020, uh, the U.S. was a over almost a $21 trillion economy in terms of GDP. Second place was China at just under $15 trillion in annual GDP. So, yeah, to your point, we're still the world's largest economy. And one of the reasons, going back to the kind of this 4th of July theme, one of the reasons that has made us made it possible for us to become in just a couple hundred years. I mean, think about that, the miracle of that. I mean, 1776 in the grand scheme of things was not all that long ago. For those of you listening, if you've ever traveled to Europe, you definitely see kind of a clear illustration of how young America is as a country. And in just a 250 years or whatever it's been, we've risen to become uh, not just a stable nation, but the most prosperous, most powerful nation that's ever existed in the history of the world. What are some of the things that made that possible? Let's talk about that for just a minute. The word that comes to my mind and kind of an overarching theme of that is just capitalism. Yes. The, the right that an American has to go out. It, it, there's even a statistic, and I, it, this, this is going back years on, on memory before I can state it correctly, so don't, don't quote me on this, but just to start an LLC in America is one of the shortest countries 
to do yeah. so. It takes 20 or 30 days to start an LLC in America and in other countries it could take up to six months or a year. And an LLC, for those that don't know, is a limited liability corporation, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to start your own business and you want to make sure you're shielded from some liabilities, you create an LLC. Yeah, it's always been one of the easiest countries to start a business in, right? And that encourages innovation, right? We've always encouraged entrepreneurship, risk-taking, you know, um, uh, putting it all out there on the line and uh, to try to create or invent a new product or a service or whatever and do it better than the next guy for your share of the American pie, so to speak, right? And, there, you know, there's some evils that come with capitalism, just like there is with any form of human government. You know, the, primarily, you know, the, one of the negatives of human nature is if you let capitalism run to, its, um, to, to the extreme, it becomes about get all you can, can all you get, and don't matter who you step on, step on on the way to the top, right? That's, that's one of the negatives of capitalism. But, and, and I think this goes back to, I think I've quoted this quote on this podcast before. I can't remember which founding father said it. But he essentially said, you know, our system of government that we've created and the capitalistic system to go along with it was created and designed for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So one of the things that's made America great, and, and this also is another quote from Alexis de Tocqueville, French philosopher that came to study America, to study why did America become so great in such a short period of time. His bottom line conclusion was exactly what I just said. He said, America is great because she is good. If America ceases to be good, she'll cease to be great. And he was talking about how he observed that the American, uh, the typical American had a strong uh, spirit of hard work, risk-taking, entrepreneurship, and they were a moral and religious people. For the most part, they went to church on Sundays. They brought their church, their family to church. They had a sense of a higher uh, uh, an accountability to a higher power um and i think that all of those things a capitalistic system that encourages innovation and risk-taking a um and with a moral and religious people that said that have some kind of a north star that's greater than themselves has been key to our rise to greatness over the last 250 years Eli, are you thoroughly impressed? Because David just did all those quotes, and we're sitting here looking at him. He don't have a note one. Not a single and he note. just peeled those right off his memory. So uh, that prevagen is working for him. <laughs> Why bet on America? Let's just go to David for some quotes. <laughs> well, to go along with that, where is everybody wanting to go to? I mean, go to our southern border. There's people just yeah. doing whatever they can Great to get point. in here. How many people are wanting to cross North Korea's border to get into that economy <laughs> or right. to Russia's economy or you name one. Everybody wants to come to America because they know it's a land of the free. So they, they got possibilities There's here. Opportunity. Here. There's opportunity. And that, that all comes to the, the innovation that you were speaking about. I'm a, I come from a generation of entrepreneurs, both of my grandparents on, on my dad and my mom's side. They, they started steel companies and, and they, fabricated steel my, my brother just stopped his w-2 and started his own company he runs dumpsters around tulsa oklahoma there, there's opportunity here that is unlike any other country and that's why everyone's coming to america the an interesting statistic eight out of the top 10 companies just talking strictly market cap so the size of the company based on their valuations eight out of the top 10 are in america 
one of them's in China, one of them's in Saudi Arabia. So eight and of that's the not 10. coincidental, right? I mean, it's because of this um, this capitalistic system that we've had that has encouraged risk taking and entrepreneurship and innovation, and has rewarded that risk taking, right, with you know usually in the form of wealth, right? And that's where I think you know uh, sometimes the with the political system that we have. You know, the liberals, the, the left, they want they tend to want equality of outcomes. But that's not what has made America great. We have equality of opportunity, but not equality of outcomes. You know, just because you take a risk doesn't mean that it will work, doesn't mean that you will be rewarded. I can speak from personal experience here. The first few years, I, I really thought we were going to go bankrupt. I mean, we came within a whisker of it. It very well could have gone that way. Um, you know, and, and life would look a lot different. So it's a quality of opportunity, you know, the, the opportunity to have the freedom to go out and set up your own business and go compete against the, uh, you know, bigger, much bigger businesses and the risk that comes along with that. It's equality of opportunity, but not equality of outcomes. The other thing that, that has been a problem politically in the past that hopefully, you know, the, the pendulum kind of swings from right to left and one of, like I said at the outset, one of the things that we have going for us is a system of of regular elections. Unlike in other countries where you can just have an election at almost any time by having a vote of no confidence, we have votes or elections every two years for House of Representatives, every six years for senators, every four years for presidents, right? And so that representation tends to, as a rule of thumb, tends to prevent the pendulum from getting too far out on one end or the other. Or today's message, we're, we're, we're like, there's hope here. There's hope yeah. in the U.S. And back, you're talking about your early days of business. Can you share with the listeners the the Bible quote that you always quote to us? Ephesians 3.20, is that the one? Yeah. Uh, that uh, he is able, speaking of God, God is able to immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine according to his power at work within you. So when I was getting started in business and, you know, uh, venturing out there, um, taking large risk. I thought, well, Hey, I need to, I need to set big goals and dream big because Ephesians three twenty says that he's able to do way more than I can ever even imagine. So I might as well imagine big, but it didn't guarantee you success. You no. still had to work at it. Right? I had to work my tail yeah, off. You worked hard at it. Okay. Yeah. So we said U S is the largest economy, almost 21 trillion. That's with a T trillion dollars. We're the largest trade nation in the world. So we're a big player in this game that we're called life here. Okay. How about the U.S. market indices? Eli, you want to share some of the statistics on that? Well, yeah, Mike. If you if you just look back from 1957 to the end of 2021, and, and granted the end of 2021 was, was the cap that the S&P has reached since history, but the average was 10.67% return so you're 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 looking whoa, at whoa 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 so you're saying the market has averaged since even before i was born um over 10 percent average that's key average that means it's up some years a lot down some years a lot but over the long period of time it's over 10 percent mm-hmm. that's and, unbelievable and that's with if you were to look at the stock market in very short periods of time you could see some drastic drops. I mean, the, the NASDAQ, Matt Walters always likes to, to mention the NASDAQ right in the tech boom. It was down 85% from 2000 to 2001. And there are large drops 
in there. But there's the 10.67 average annual return over the long time. So let's see, 1957, that's after the Great Depression. So we've got, in my lifetime, 2002, the tech bubble. We got 2008, the housing bubble. We got the 2018 when the market tanked right at the end of the year. We got the pandemic in there. So we got all these crazy things that have happened. Uh, we got, oh, forgot about the Jimmy Carter days. <laughs> That's all in there too. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. so we've got a lot of bad in there, but the average is still 10.67. That gives us some hope right there. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to what we've been talking about on this podcast. The reason is because we've had this system of laws, this political system, the um, a capitalistic system that rewards ingenuity and risk-taking. So when you invest in the stock market, guess what you're investing in? You're investing in that system. You're, you're um, putting your chips on the table with Apple computer and with IBM and with Walmart and Target and, you know, you could list hundreds or thousands of companies that you're essentially putting your chips on the table with and saying, hey, I think I think this is a good risk to take. And I think while in the short term, anything can happen in the long run, you're you're most likely going to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike and David, one of the common questions or concerns that I have when I'm meeting in front of clients is some people say, well, what if the dollar just goes to nothing? Should, should I be buying gold or should I be buying silver? I mean, that's a, that's a common question. It is. A common concern that, that the common knowledge should be get some gold and, and you'll be protected. But we had a statistic here that says of the world currency, the U.S. dollar accounts for 58.8% of the world currency. So if, if the U.S. dollar were to go to nothing, so 60% of the world currency goes to nothing, well, then the rest of the nation's also would be going to nothing because they have so much of their money tied to our money. That's exactly right. And on that note, too, I want to kind of piggyback on that because this is such a common thing that comes up, especially when things get volatile and things look uncertain in the world. The gold question comes up a lot. And the way Warren Buffett would answer that, because I've heard quotes from him on this, he says, look, I don't invest in gold because it doesn't create a product or a service. It doesn't create iPhones, let's say, or something like that. It doesn't create a product or a service that, um, you know, employs people. It doesn't create a product or a service that improves people's lives. It doesn't have earnings or revenues that I can calculate or uh, try to predict. It just sits there on the shelf and shines and makes me feel good about the fact that I can see it or touch it. But it does no good for the world. And so that's why I think... You know, part of part of one of the benefits of investing is that you're you're kind of putting your chips in along with the rest of the American economy, and you're benefiting society when you invest in stocks because you're helping provide a source of capital to those companies to make more tennis shoes or phones or whatever the product or services that they create. You're helping to employ more people. You're helping to create more jobs. You're helping to improve the American economy as opposed to when you just invest in gold. Well, if we dimensionalize this, I mean, right now where the market is today, and we're recording this on a Monday, I mean, we're right about where the market was at the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021. That's kind of where we're at. That was a 52-week high at that point. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're a year past that, but we don't have to go that far back to where that was a high. So when we look at the big picture – and we look at this 10.67% annualized return, you know what? Yeah, this is not good. We're not, nobody's having any fun. 
but the future is bright if history repeats itself. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Mike. And so on that note, this is a good point to end the podcast. I want to end the podcast with a different thought of the day. I'm going to read a section from the um, Declaration of Independence in, in honor of 4th of July holiday coming up. So here we go. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So if it's been a while since you've, that's just a part portion of the uh, declaration. If it's been a while since you've read it, I encourage you over this 4th of July holiday to break it out and read it. I think there's even going to be a copy, an original copy of the declaration on display at Crystal Bridges Museum uh, over the next six months or so. So I encourage you to go to Crystal Bridges and check that out if you get a chance. All right, folks, that's it for episode 108 of the Mach 1 Market Moment. The future is bright. We live in a wonderful country. Yeah, things aren't too good right now, but you know what? It's always darkest before the dawn. So go enjoy your 4th of July. If you see a person that served or a family member that served, tell them how much you appreciate their service. All right, join us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit mach1financial.com disclosures.